What's the most insane coincidence you've experienced? Here before the comments are filled with, that's not real, that didn't happen. I'm just reading what's on the thread, man. Cut me some slack. I was once mugged by four guys on one of the main shopping streets of Nairobi, Kenya. One of the guys had me in a chokehold, and just before I was about to pass out, they dropped me and ran. At the time, I didn't know why. Twelve months later, sitting on a beach on an island in Thailand, I meet a British couple who did business in Kenya and we start to talk about how dangerous it was getting for foreigners. They described an incident the year before of turning a corner and seeing a white guy being mugged and a shopkeeper who rescued him by hitting one of them over the head with a bat. They were in the street on the same day at the exact same time I was there. It was me who they witnessed being mugged. What are the odds of randomly meeting up on a beach in Thailand a year later? I live in Australia, and I have for almost my whole life, but I was born in Dubai. Every weekend in Dubai, my mom would take me to the Hilton Beach Club and sit me in front of the pastry chef and eat. We moved away from Dubai really early on, so I don't even remember much. Fast forward to 17 years of age, a new kid at school had just moved from a nearby town. We became friends, and we both loved cricket, and we practiced a lot together. My dad and I were giving him a lift home after we were practicing, and dad asks, Where were you born? And he says, Dubai. And the conversation continues, and I say, I was too, etc. Then he says, My parents used to be the pastry chefs at the Hilton Beach Club. And this blew me away. Here we were, 16 years later, halfway across the world, and every weekend I sat in front of his parents and ate what they made for me. To this day, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. I mean, what are the chances? A few years ago, I got into a cab heading out for the evening in downtown Toronto. Shortly after being dropped off, I realized I left my phone in the cab. I tried calling it with no luck. I called the cab company, but because I had flagged the cab and paid cash, they had no real way of knowing which cab I was in. I figured the phone was as good as done and went about my night. Many hours later, and having moved around the city quite a bit, I am ready to call it a night. So, flag another cab. Sitting in the back seat, I start to think the driver looks familiar and realize that I'm in the same cab I took earlier. He hasn't found a phone, but I start looking anyways, and sure enough, there it is, jammed in the seat. Me and my flip phone were happily reunited, only for me to put it in a washing machine two days later. I have a similar story. I was going to a My Chemical Romance and Blink-182 concert back in college. I went with a couple of friends, and we got a hotel nearby Jiffy Lube Live in order to get plastered. I got some Wendy's on the way to the concert to eat in the parking lot beforehand, but left it in the taxi. I was drunkenly devastated. After the concert, we hail a cab, and I get in, feel a brown paper bag at my feet, and look down. That beautiful ginger on the bag was smiling up at my inebriated eyes as if to say, I knew you'd come back. An American friend of mine by the name of Tom took his family on vacation to check out Antarctica. He met an Australian guy named Paul on Christmas Day in Antarctica. They didn't exchange contact info. A year later, Christmas Day, they take their vacation to Machu Picchu. He's looking down at a map when he hears, Hey Tom, how the heck are ya? It was Paul taking his family on their annual trip as well. Never could explain this payphone incident. Saturday night out with friends. We decided to call my friend Al to see if he wants to join us. This was in England long before mobile phones, so we had to use one of the iconic red phone booths. Someone was already using it, so we had to wait a few minutes. Guy leaves, and we cram in the booth. Now, in those days, 
In order to make a call, you would first get a dial tone, then call the number. When the person answered, you would hear a bunch of beeps, at which point you insert the coins. So, I pick up the phone, but hear no dial tone. I hang the phone up and try again. Still no dial tone. Seems to be still connected to the previous call. I say hello to see if anyone is still on the line. Person answers, hello? It was my friend Al. He had just picked up his phone to make a call, and somehow, miraculously, without even dialing his number, we were connected. We all went to the pub after and tried to figure out how the heck this happened, but it remains a mystery. If I did not have my friends with me at the time as witnesses, I would have believed it was my mind playing tricks on me. In 2004, I was 18 and on a three-week tour of Europe. I was at the Louvre and had just experienced the cluster that was the Mona Lisa exhibit. After looking at it for two minutes, I started to wander around aimlessly. As I was walking, an older couple asked if I knew how to get to the Mona Lisa exhibit. I told them yes, and because I'm horrible with directions, I'd be happy to walk them there myself. They were really nice and very appreciative that I was taking the time to help them. They asked me where I was from, US and Nashville, but I mentioned my parents were immigrants from Italy. They told me they were from Portugal on anniversary. We talked a bit more, told them my name, and they were really excited about it since I shared the same name as their grandchild. Anyways, we get to the exhibit, and I go to part ways and shake their hands, but get pulled in for two massive hugs and a kiss on the cheek. They give me their address and say anytime I'm in Portugal to stop by and I'll have a place to stay and eat. We take a group photo and leave. Seven years later, I'm in Munich for Oktoberfest. I'm standing outside my hotel waiting for my friends when an older couple asks if I know how to get to the fairgrounds. Again, I'm crap with directions. So since I'm headed there, I tell them they can just follow me and my friends. Again, we start talking about where we all are from. Now, I have a memory like an elephant, and once they mention they're from Portugal, I start to think maybe these are the same people. I ask him if they have grandkids, and they say they have six. I ask if one of their names is History of a Man. They look at each other sort of surprised and say yes. They ask, how do I know that? And tell them that I had met them seven years prior in Paris at the Louvre. The old lady gets really happy and starts crying and starts to hug me. They say they remember me now and asked why I never came to visit. That they had our picture in a frame on their wall and always wondered what happened to the nice American boy. We spent the next three hours drinking beers and catching up. Luckily, we got there early, so we were able to get an empty table, and they bought all the beers the entire time. This time, they demanded I give them my email so we could keep in contact. I even added their son on Facebook. Two years later, I go a visit for the summer, and sure enough, there on the wall amongst the rest of their family pictures is 18-year-old me standing between them. I'll tell you all something. I'm a bit of an introvert and can be awkward when meeting new people, simply because I like to get a feel for who they are and where their boundaries are. But never in my life, other than with my own family, and maybe not even then, have I ever felt more at home and that I belonged than the three weeks I spent with them. We still talk weekly. It's like having a second family. In high school, my friends set me up with their boyfriend's cousin. Let's call him Jack. Jack and I were walking around an amusement park and started talking about recent family spring break vacations. Turns out, both Jack and I had been in Las Vegas during the same week. We stayed at the same hotel. The conversation changed subjects when Jack stopped in the middle of the sidewalk and said, I saw you in Las Vegas. I thought he was full of crap. There's no way he would remember some random girl among the thousands of people there. He told me the exact place he saw me and that my sister and I were posing for a photo. We got back to my house and found the picture. There were Jack and his brother in the background. 
When I was in grade two, our family moved from Manitoba to Arizona for a year due to a contract my dad was working. We rented out the house fully furnished for the year. While in Arizona, we flew to Alberta one weekend. On the flight from Arizona to Alberta, I sat beside a boy my age and we started talking. It went something like this. Me, what city are you from? Him, Winnipeg. Me too. What school do you go to? School name. Cool. I used to go there too. What street do you live on? Street name? I lived on that street. It turns out his family was renting our house while we were gone. So I was sitting beside the boy who was sleeping in my bed while we were in Arizona. When I was 13, I was on a family holiday in Venice. We were on a gondola touring the waterways of the city. We got halfway down a long passageway, and another gondola passes us by, carrying a man and a woman. The man and my dad lock eyes, exclaim one another's name, and have a quick handshake as our gondolas pass. Myself, brother, and mother sit quietly, pretty stunned, while the woman on the other boat explodes with, What? Who's that? How do you know him? We floated off in the other direction, comparatively swag and chill. Turns out, it was a guy my dad went to university with and hadn't seen him since. They haven't even contacted one another since. It's crazy they recognized one another, considering they were both in their late 40s now, passing fleetingly on two gondolas in Venice. About 10 years ago, I tried to get into Six Flags with a tiny keychain Swiss army knife. It literally had a dull one-inch blade. They told me I could either throw it away, take it to my car a mile away, or rent a locker for like 10 bucks. So I decided to hide it in the planter. I looked down and saw a big piece of bark laying in the dirt and figured it would be a good hiding place. I picked it up and found another mini Swiss army knife. I placed mine next to the first and went into the park. When I returned, the other knife was gone and a smiley face was etched into the dirt in its place. I went to a concert in Dallas and took two lawn chairs. They wouldn't let me bring them in, so being 6'5", I threw them on top of a very tall bush. No one would have even seen them and hardly anyone will be able to reach them. As I'm pulling them down after the concert, I pulled down four of the exact same chair. I only brought two though. Up walks a guy who is as tall as I am, wearing the exact same Blink-182 tour shirt from 2009, and the other two chairs were his. It was pretty wild. We smoked a dube, did a tall guy high five, then parted ways. My family used to take little summer vacations. One summer, I was about seven or eight. We stayed at a campground about four hours from home. There were a bunch of kids there, and one day, we all started playing tag. I was it and was chasing another young boy, and when I tagged him, I pushed him too hard and he fell and broke his arm. I remember the scene vividly. Fast forward to college. I became good friends with my neighbor in the dorm, and we ended up getting a place together our sophomore year. The following year, no longer living together, we went out for a few beers and the topic of broken bones came up. I've only broken one bone, and it was my arm when I was seven. Some kid at a campground pushed me over while playing tag. It was me. Still can't believe it. Now is as great a time as any to recommend the movie Tag starring Jeremy Renner. It's really funny and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's based off of a true story of these guys who had a tag game going for like 30 years. And there are so many different crazy ways they all tagged each other. And it's got a surprisingly emotional message. One time I parked, without even noticing, next to a car with the same license plate as me. I had a Massachusetts plate, she had a New Hampshire plate both with the same five-digit number. The weirder thing was that both of us had kept the plate as a novelty plate because the state wasn't making five-digit plate numbers anymore, but a family member wanted to keep it. 
In my case, my dad wanted to keep his dad's plate. My first semester of college, I moved out of state. I was first to move into the apartment and had a few days to myself. After orientation, I found my new roommate sitting on his bed. When I introduced myself, he asked where I was from. When I told him, he said, I used to have a friend named Simon. I said, I used to have a friend named Will. We were best friends in first and second grade until his family moved. When I was in high school, I was aimlessly playing around our library one day. Like any large public high school, our library had literally thousands of books quietly tucked away in shelves and rarely, if ever, touched. That day, I pulled a book at random from a shelf in the back and sat down to read it. After opening it, a slip of paper fell out and I quickly recognized the dashed 10 digits written on it as a phone number. I hastily read the number and it was my older sister's number who had graduated my high school years earlier. Someone wrote her number and tucked it away into a random book in the back until I found it years later. My great-grandmother fainted when my mother told her she was getting married to my dad because my great-grandmother had gotten engaged to a guy with the same name as my dad and both men had been stationed at the same fort. But great-grandmother's fiancé died. Fortunately, mom's fiancé did not. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This one's a long one, so strap in. I once went camping with about five or so other friends. This was about three years ago now in Pisgah National Forest in the mountains of North Carolina. There are some amazing waterfalls in this area, one called Rainbow Falls. It's about 125 feet from river above to ground below. If you keep hiking past Rainbow Falls, there is a much smaller waterfall in the river above Rainbow Falls called Turtleback Falls. It's basically a very slippery rock with water running over it, which ends with about a 4-5 to five foot drop. This is really cool, because you can climb up it using a rope someone attached to a tree above, walk out to the middle of the rock, and slide down. There's also another spot that's about a third of the way up the side of Rainbow Falls, where you can climb up some branches, then basically rappel down a rock face, shimmy out on a ledge, and jump about 30-40 to 40 feet into the nice, deep pool in the river at the bottom of the waterfall. It was when my friends and I had climbed out on the ledge and were about to jump when we noticed that there was another group of people hanging out in the river below us. They started cheering us on and encouraging us to jump, as it is slightly terrifying. Anyways, we ended up jumping, and once in the river below, we talked to the other group of people. They seemed pretty cool. Fast forward one year, we had so much fun a year earlier that we decided to go back again. This time, we camped a little further down the river, and we decided to climb on some rocks downriver from the waterfall, about three or four hundred yards from the waterfall. I was climbing on one rock and found something that looked like a strap of some kind. Assuming it was trash, I didn't touch it, 
but when I pointed it out to one of my friends, he noticed it was actually a GoPro camera in a waterproof case, so we decided to keep it. Fast forward a couple days, my friend and I purchased a charger for that type of camera and decided to see what was on it. We start watching the video and see some guys climbing up the place where we jumped off the side of the waterfall in front of the cameraman who was also climbing. The cameraman starts to get closer, and we see something that made us instantly start to freak out. On the back left shoulder of the person in front of the cameraman was the exact tattoo that my friend has. When he gets even closer, we realize that the person on camera was my friend who I was currently sitting right beside. Later, the cameraman gets up to the ledge and we see me and the rest of my friends from over a year ago. There are also some pictures and videos of us jumping from the ledge. We watch the rest of the video in a stunned state, and the last 30 minutes or so of footage is of the cameraman going up to the river above Rainbow Falls and sliding on Turtleback Falls, apparently losing his GoPro in the water after going over the falls. The camera sinks to the bottom, and you can even see fish swimming by and staring at the camera. Now, think about where we found the camera 400 to 500 yards downriver from the bottom of the large waterfall. So apparently, this camera made its way downriver over a 125 foot waterfall and got lodged in a rock 500 yards away, and my friends and I found it a year later with video footage of us from the previous year on it. It took us a little while to decide on this as being the most reasonable explanation. Edit. A lot of people are wondering if I knew the cameraman. The answer was no, I did not. I suspect he was one of the people I mentioned being at the bottom of the river while we were about to jump. We jumped off this rock multiple times, so he might have followed us up one of the times, although I don't specifically remember this. As a college sophomore, I went on a trip to France by myself. I was sitting in Notre Dame Cathedral listening to music when a girl I dated in high school sat down near me, totally at random. We were both speechless when we saw one another there, out of the blue, in a foreign country within a vast cathedral. All while Quasimodo looked down sadly, knowing his only love forever out of reach. This coincidence is straight up sorcery. Was kayaking with my family along a river, when I thought I would pull a fast one on my brother. So I yell, hey look, a bald eagle, to my brother so I can do the whole made you look game. But to my surprise, he goes, cool. At this point, I think he's just messing with me, so I can't say the whole made you look thing. So then I look up, and a bald eagle swoops down, catches a fish, and flies to the other side of the river. One of the most magical coincidences ever. I'm an American who moved to Amsterdam some years ago, and my first year there on a random Saturday, I decided to head out for a drink. Sat down next to a cute German guy who was in town for the first time from six hours away, helping a friend move kind of thing, and it turns out he's doing a PhD in physics. I'm doing mine in astronomy and have a physics background, so we spent maybe 10 minutes discussing our research topics, when he mentions offhand how he used to study in New Zealand. I get a confused look, and then get all excited. Johan! Professor W's ENM class in Auckland, first half of 2007. Freaked him out until I explained. I was a semester abroad student in Auckland that year, and not only were we in this same class, we even did homeworks together and such, but lost touch once I left the country, with no one having a clue what happened to the other, only to randomly run into each other five years later in a random bar in a random city on another continent. I don't know if I can ever top that one. It was pretty darn cool. I once burped one second before a power blackout in my neighborhood. It felt almighty. This happened to me a few months ago, and it was pretty darn improbable. I'm walking through Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's the train station that takes you to and from San Francisco and elsewhere, where an average of 375,000 people pass through daily. 
I walk up the escalator to my train and pass by an envelope lying on the ground. At first, I didn't think much of it, but I took a couple steps back to pick it up anyways. The next part freaked me out. I looked at the address, and it was addressed to me. I instantly look around to see if it was a practical joke or if I'm about to get assassinated or something. Neither of those were the case. The sender was a family friend. We'll call them the Johnsons. I knew that Mr. Johnson took the BART daily, but I had never personally ran into him. After work, I call him up and ask him about the letter. Turns out, he had about 300 letters with him on the BART and was going to send them out for his daughter's graduation party. What in the world were the chances of him dropping the one letter addressed to me out of the 300 combined with the chances of me being the one out of 375,000 people to pick it up? Pretty wild. I met my now husband at work. Turns out there are enough coincidences that my mom is seriously wondering whether we are distantly related. We were born in the same hospital two weeks apart. We then both moved about 500 miles away and ended up in the same university together. We moved from there another 100 miles away and worked in the same company. We both have relatives in the same area in Dublin. We both have a relative that worked in the same hotel in Dublin at about the same time back in the 1930s. My mom and his grandmother have the exact same combination of unusual first and middle names, and I have the same birthday as his mom. We don't live in Ireland. Edit, when I say birthday, I mean month and day. I am not old enough to be his mom. Also, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered giving birth. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.